On this week's virtual Bible study, we're going to talk about uh, difficult times. They come in everyone's lives, unfortunately, and uh, they present some challenges to us. And we want to talk about how we can maintain positive attitudes and uh, approach these difficult situations like we should. It's going to be an important discussion on the program. You're going to want to be a part of it. And we're going to get started as soon as I can get this pulled up here. I'm one thing short here. We're going to get started right now. It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, Internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 93 93- one three eight one four five six seven or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com we hope you'll take out your bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of god's word on this edition of the virtual bible study and we welcome you into the virtual bible study this is the virtual bible study for thursday july 2nd 2020 thank you for being a part of the program my name is jacob gwynn my father greg gwynn is out of town tonight on vacation and in his spot uh, josh mccord is here josh welcome to the hot seat Jacob, thanks for having me. Glad that you're here tonight. Good to be here. Kyle is behind the controls. Kyle, welcome to the program. It's good to be here. Glad that you're here tonight. And uh, we're glad that you're listening on the other end of the line, and you can help make the program better tonight. You have three ways to do that. You can send an email to questions at collegeview.com. Some of you have already done that tonight. You can sign in uh, the chat room. And comment with other listeners. Some of you are already there tonight. And uh, you can let your voice be heard literally if you would give us a call at 877-381-4567. Toll free, the line's open, and we'd love to hear from you on the program tonight. I want to remind you that uh, you can get a free bumper sticker if you would just send us an email to questions at collegeview.com with your snail mail address, and we'll get one of those in the mail to you. Kyle, I meant to give you this picture Uh Angela down in uh, South Georgia sent a picture. Um, she took the little skinny bumper stickers that we have, stuck it up underneath her driver's side window so that as she goes through the drive-thru, oh, the yeah, drive-thru yeah, operator yeah, sees yeah. it, and uh, maybe can start a discussion there. So I say, hey, why don't you listen? So if you want a bumper sticker, uh, send us an email. We'd love to get you one. On the program tonight, uh, Josh, we had talked, uh, you and I, about what we were going to talk about, and this topic seemed to be pertinent, uh, how to deal with difficult times with the correct attitude, because uh, difficult times come. Last night, uh, a member here at college, you said, uh, whatever you do, don't talk about the coronavirus tomorrow. Don't talk about the pandemic. Well, this isn't necessarily about the pandemic. Right. You can take it as being pandemic talk if you want to, if, it's, if, right. if you need it. Uh, but in general, difficult times come, and the pandemic may not be the most difficult time that folks have, that are listening to faced or will face, uh, but we all face difficult times and challenges in our life, Josh. Yeah, I think the things that we're going to talk about will be just as applicable to our lives, hopefully when this pandemic's over. I mean, there's going to be other difficulties arise. There's been other difficulties in the past, so hopefully things that we talk about are going to be applicable no matter what, what's going on. So. Our attitude is important. We've got to have a positive attitude. We've got to have the right attitude. The t- difficult times will come. Uh, I think about the parable of the sower. And uh, Jesus tells there about the, you know, the stony soil, the wayside soil, and so forth. 
As he's talking about the stony soil, he says in verse 20 of Matthew 13, But he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth it, yet he hath not root in himself, but dureth for a while, for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. He didn't say if or if it just if it just happens to be, or, you know, per chance it gets difficult. He says when the difficult times come. It's a fact that we're all going to face difficult times in our lives. And so we need to be prepared for those, and we need to make sure that we have the right attitude as we go into those. Yeah, we're, we're promised those that will live godly shall suffer persecution. So you're right. It, it will come. Yeah, and James chapter 1 uh, is another one of those places where it's a, that's a very familiar passage. But notice the way that it's presented here. It's not like, Oh, well, here's a surprise. Difficult times might come. Uh, Challenging times might come. Whoa, where did that come from? No? In verse 2 of James chapter 1, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. It's a fact of life. There are going to be challenging times, and we need to make sure that we handle those correctly. So on the uh, earlier today to our update list, we sent out some questions uh, for our discussion tonight, and uh, some folks have already responded. If you haven't responded, please uh, jump in the chat room, give us a call, or send us an email. What are some Bible verses that show the attitudes, number one, that we should have in difficult times? The Bible tells us pretty clearly about how to approach these difficult times. Uh, number two, what are some negative sinful attitudes that can develop in us during challenging times? Well, we've probably known people who allow the difficult times to develop some bad attitudes in themselves. We, sadly... Probably many of us could say the same thing, that challenging times have caused us to have some pretty rotten attitudes, and maybe we're maybe even ashamed of that now. Uh, number three, what are some examples of Bible people, or some from the people, from the people, from the Bible of people who remained positive in difficult situations? So, got any examples that you can uh, draw from? As you think about characters in the Bible who remained positive in difficult times, Josh, we're <coughs> excuse me, we were talking. There's a lot of people there that you can get examples from, so we'll talk about that. <clears throat> Number four, what are some of your favorite Bible verses that help you during hard times in your life? So, Are there any Bible passages that you go to? And then number five, what are some beneficial things that come from enduring hardships? There are benefits, and we'll talk about some of those on the program tonight. So, Josh, number one, what are some of the uh, the attitudes that we should have based upon what the Bible says? Yeah, Jacob, thinking about this, I my mind went straight to Philippians chapter 4, just thinking about Paul. Um, and so I'll read you know, verses 6 and 7. Now, Paul said, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Uh, so I just think that the attitude of the, whatever issues I'm facing in life, I'm going to take those to God. Uh, I guess first off, you have to be in a right relationship with him. But then when troubles come, knowing that you can cast your care upon him, yeah, um, yeah. rely on him for a source of strength. Absolutely. Um, I like Joshua 1, verse 9, as Joshua's uh, telling the children of Israel as they're going into the, land, the promised land, uh, have I not commanded you to be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua is telling the children of Israel, have faith in God, trust in God. doesn't matter where you are, what the situation right. you are in. Don't be dismayed. Don't be afraid. 
Trust in God and know that he's going to be with you. He's with us in the good times, and he's especially with us in the bad times. We need to have faith in that, Josh. Sure, yeah. I also thought of Psalm 46, uh, beginning verse 1. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. And that psalm goes on. But basically, what, to your point, uh, no matter what's going on, whatever's going on out here in the world, uh, God's our refuge and strength. And so we need to rely on him. So that's that's really the attitude we ought to have. And, um, you know, the, the world's going to be always going through difficult times and seems to be going further and further away from God. But he's he's our strength if we'll just rely on him. And if we will rely on him and will approach these challenges in ways that align with his instructions for us, we not only can deal with these challenging times, but with the right perspective, we can actually rejoice in them. Hmm? In Romans chapter 5, verse 3, Paul says, we glory in tribulations. And we'll talk hmm. about why Paul could have that attitude, but it just in general, the scriptures over and over again tell us to count it joy, uh, James yeah, chapter James 1. 1, verse mm-hmm. 2. Be joyful in that. So that is very counterintuitive, and that is a paradigm shift for many of us. Mm-hmm. But if we'll get this biblical perspective on the difficult times, it will allow us to have even those those positive attitudes when everything's going wrong. Yeah, I mean, but, so just like Jesus talked about, if even if somebody kills me physically here, if I'm in a good standing with God, well, I'm going to be in a better place. So when there's troubles going on around me, if I'm focused on God, if I'm in a good standing with God, then you know I won't. I'll be anchored. I won't just be moved by everything that happens and you know be, be tossed to and fro. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be we'll be anchored and just you know we'll be relying on God and know that we're going to be taken care of regardless of the situation. Eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Questions at collegeu.com and in the chat room tonight. Brian's out in California. He references Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. Paul says, For I have learned in whatsoever state I am in therewith to be content. And so as we think about difficult times, Brian's is referencing Paul's attitude here is being content in even the difficult times. But notice the first part of that verse. Paul didn't just wasn't born that way. You know, Paul is one of these guys who just, you know, right out of the womb, he was one of those guys who had all kinds of patience and could deal with anything, Kyle. No. He had to learn it. I get the idea that it wasn't maybe necessarily easy lessons for Paul, uh, but he had gotten to the point where he had learned how to deal with the situations and be content even in those challenging times. Well, Paul, man, he had uh, <clears throat> he had learned at the feet of some of the smartest, the wisest masters in Judaism. So it's and he so he had to reset. His sacrifice had to be his, his patience had to reset a few times, I imagine. So. He had to be humbled. He was humbled uh, when he was blinded. So he had to be, his patience was honed and refined over many years of many tribulations. And uh, obviously he was stoned and tried to be killed multiple times when he reverted or when he converted to Christianity. So I think he had uh, a very a very good perspective on things. So he had a lot of patience, a lot of wise and life experiences yeah yeah when he talks about uh, whatever state he's in to be content he's not talking about well you know the dishwasher broke and and uh, there was some water in the kitchen floor we had to mop up and boy that was really tr- no yeah. we're talking serious things and he's, he's yeah his content. life was literally on the line multiple times yeah. and i don't think any of us have had to deal with even close to what paul dealt with 
Eric's in the chat room. He says, my bro- good brother James Mayberry shared with me Psalm 52 or 55, 22. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. And so, again, that attitude here as we approach these other cast those cares on the Lord and have confidence and faith that he will fulfill the promises that he's made. Uh, in the, uh, our emails tonight, to Dwight's out in Iowa. And he says, uh, difficult times come in different ways for some people. What is difficult for one may not be for another. Well, that's true. Uh, uh, Josh, I may, you know, something, mm-hmm. something may be sort of, you know, easy for me to handle, mm-hmm. not for you. And something easy for you may not be easy for me. So we need to be mindful of one another, realize that people take things in different ways. But he says, anyway, you look at it, we need to have the mind of Christ. Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane said his soul was deeply grieved. <laughs> In Matthew 26, 38, and 39, and he said to him, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, Father, if it is possible that this cup pass from me, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So the attitude we need to have is the attitude of humbleness. James 1, verse 2 tells us we should consider difficult times as times of joy because it produces something we all need, patience. Uh, so Jesus was definitely troubled and, and challenged. Um, uh, we see him uh, trusting in the Lord in that time and praying to the Lord and, and casting those cares on the Lord. And so uh, that's, a, that's a good uh, observation that Dwight makes. And that sort of is a segue into another question that I had. Um, Josh, is it necessarily a sin then to be discouraged or be maybe down in, in these challenges? Yeah, I mean, it, just like temptation, it's not a sin to be tempted. Right? Jesus was tempted. Um, and so I, it's it's very difficult because uh, our emotions are a big part of who we are. And a lot of people in uh, difficult times turn completely away from God. Yep. Um, and so, you know, as a Christian, if we're, if we're rooted and grounded and we know what the Bible says, we know that God can't lie, he's told us the truth and he's made promises to us, Difficult times should draw us closer to him because we know, uh, you know, we, we know that his promises are sure. So it doesn't matter what's going on uh, in Washington or in yeah. our state. Uh, yeah. You know, God's made promises and I know they're true. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought about that as I thought about, well, you know, is it a sin to be discouraged or down, you know, as we face these challenges? Because the Bible tells us that we need to be positive and we need to count it as joy. I thought about Elijah. You know, he, uh, after he had uh, had been so strong and, and faithful to the Lord and, and, and fought against those prophets of Baal, he was very discouraged in verse 14 of First Kings 19. He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Elijah was like, you know... I don't know how this. I don't know why it's all turning out like this. I've been I've been doing everything I'm supposed to do, and now they're trying to kill me. And and God didn't reprimand him or chide him and say, Elijah, what what are you doing here? But he did tell him. He said, I uh, in verse 18. Yet I have left uh, me seven thousand in Israel, all the knees of which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which has not kissed him. And so, discouragement is part of life, as just as difficult times mm-hmm. are. But I think it's how we handle them and our, our outlook on them and our approach is what matters. Right. We're, we're going to feel times of discouragement, times when we're down with the challenges that we face. But how we handle them is what I think is important. Yeah, we have to be refocused at times. And, and I think I think you see the wisdom of God in the church because our brethren can help us do that. His word helps us do that if we invest in it. But uh, our, our brethren, you know, we, we've got a collective 
effort here and we all have the same goal. And so that helps us get back on focus because, yeah, it's a natural part of life to be discouraged from time to time. But then I see my brothers and sisters working hard, uh, trying to live right, and it encourages me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daniel's down in uh, Lake Park, Georgia. He said he references James one, two through four. We talked about having joy when being tested. Second Corinthians eight verses one through five. Love for your brethren. And then Romans chapter eight verses thirty one through thirty nine. He references as well. What shall we say then? Verse thirty one of Romans eight. If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his only son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with uh, with him also freely give us all things. Uh, and so he go, and that passage goes on. But he, for, in verse 38, I'm not persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We need to be reassured of those things in challenging times that God will not leave us or forsake us, that he has made promises and he will make good on those promises. And uh, appreciate Daniel for reminding us of that. And then Mohan up in Chicago says, Some Bible verses which show the attitude we should have in troubling times are Romans eight thirty-five through 39, same as Daniel there. As long as we remain faithful to God, regardless of tribulations, we are safe. Uh, we're safe in, in God's care. Appreciate that uh, from Mohan tonight. We are over time for a break here. And uh, when we get back, we'll continue the discussion. So we talked about the fact that difficult times are going to come. The Bible tells us how we should approach those. The Bible also tells us to be careful about some negative attitudes that can come in difficult times. And we need to be on guard against these negative attitudes that can come and plague us. And so we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study will continue right after this. Don't touch that mouse. The virtual Bible study will be back right after this. Are you sure that the Bible said something, but you just don't know where? Is your salvation based on a passage that you know is in the Bible, but when asked, you couldn't find it? Do you do things in worship, but you couldn't turn to a book, chapter, and verse to show that God wants you to do it? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you may be suffering from BDD, Bible Deficit Disorder. God said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The College View Church of Christ is dedicated to overcoming Bible deficit disorder in the metro area by teaching the Bible, the whole Bible, and nothing but the Bible. You are invited to attend our worship services on Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Join us in the fight against Bible deficit disorder. Attend one of our services for a healthy dose of the Bible. That's at the College View Church of Christ. Please don't give in to Bible deficit disorder. My name is Rick Harris, and I love to listen to the virtual Bible study. I hope you'll join me and many others in this weekly Internet Bible study group. Be sure to listen every Thursday night. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. The virtual Bible study continues. And we're back on the program tonight as we talk about challenging times and maintaining the proper attitudes during challenging times. As we face those challenging times, these are, as uh, has been noted, Daniel noted it uh, in his email, these are times when we're being tested, uh, and um, we need to make sure that um, that we are responding appropriately. I misspoke and said Daniel was in Georgia. Daniel's actually in uh, Jennings, Florida tonight. So we appreciate uh, Daniel for being out there. If you'd like to comment, we'd love to take your comments in the chat room, over email, or in the phone tonight. 
Dwight's in the chat room. He says, it's only natural for people to worry and be discouraged, but just as Paul needed to learn to be content, we need to learn and have faith and trust in the Lord to get through the hard times. Absolutely appreciate that. And then Brian's out in California. He references, uh, well, the same passage that uh, Eric referenced, uh, Psalm 55, verse 22, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. Uh, so uh, very comforting passages there. Eric and uh, and Brian are on the same wavelength there tonight with those comments. Appreciate those uh, tonight. So what are some attitudes, uh, that Josh, that can develop in us as we face these difficult times? What are some things that, so maybe some just some rotten attitudes that can can crop up in my life as I as I as I navigate these difficult times. Yeah, one of the first ones that came to my mind was uh, not being thankful. Um, in Second Timothy three, uh, verse one, it says that in the last days perilous times shall come, and then there's a long list of of different things. Among those, in verse two, it says being unthankful, and in verse five, uh, it says from such turn away. Uh, so I think that. Uh, you know, when we um, don't appreciate what we have, we start becoming dissatisfied with everything that we have and with everything that's going on and with everybody around me, and uh, it causes us to complain. And so it's just lack of being thankful. Um, and a couple other versions I looked at translate that ungrateful. Um, so I think uh, not not being thankful for the things that we do have. We've been blessed. Even in the middle of a pandemic, we've got a lot of blessings and we've got a lot to be thankful for. But I think if our attitude uh, becomes negative, then we'll we'll not be thankful for what we have. Absolutely, we could uh, definitely become sort of sour and not thankful for mm-hmm. what we've what we've been given. Um, yeah, one of the ones I think uh, that we probably have seen in others, or maybe seen in us, is bitterness. Uh, as we think about you know facing difficult times, uh, Hebrews chapter twelve verse uh, fifteen tells us describes uh, bitterness as a root of bitterness that springs up. Uh, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of, of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. I can become bitter about the things that I'm going through, mm-hmm. about people around me, about about God, because I maybe think that God didn't spare me from something he should have spared me from. Whatever it may be, I can become bitter. That bitterness will just sort of grow in me, the root of bitterness that springs up. It, it grows in me, and it doesn't just affect me. It affects those that are around me. It defiles those that are mm-hmm. around me if I'm not careful. And that definitely can come as a result of difficult times. Yeah, I, another one I thought about was envy or jealousy. In Galatians 5, verse 21, in the uh, works of the flesh, uh, it mentions envyings. And uh, uh, so being jealous of others' possessions or maybe maybe i feel like they've had good fortune and i haven't and so it causes me to feel uh, sorry for myself or be angry toward them so similar to bitterness yeah. um, but if somebody seems to be in a better position than me i, I become envious of them and then you know that one maybe one of the greatest or not the greatest but the one that stands out in my mind the most about jealousy and envy would be cain becoming jealous of his brother abel um, and then he ultimately killed him. Uh, so maybe we won't go that far. Maybe I won't get so envious that I go and take someone's life. But uh, maybe I won't love my brother like I should because I'm jealous of him. And uh, that's strong language is used in the Bible about hating your brother, not loving your brother. Yeah. And so envy is a serious, serious negative that we could uh, get from challenging times. Absolutely. Here's one that we've got to be careful against, and that's the idea of despair. Yeah, that, you know, this like hope is lost. 
yeah, I, I might as well just, I'm throwing up my hands, I'm done. I can't, there's no way I can overcome these challenges. That's exactly the opposite of what Paul expressed in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. Notice what he said, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Paul said, you know, times are tough. It's not. A, this is not a bed of roses right here, uh, but we're not in, in despair. We've got hope. We know who's in control. And so I've got to maintain faith. A lack of faith will allow this attitude of despair to, to crop up in my life, and I've got to make sure that I guard against that. Sure. All right. Uh, and then I think fear uh, is one in challenging times. Mm-hmm. That we're, we, These things just sort of come on us in waves and... We can really become fearful if we're not careful, uh, Josh, as we face those. The Bible tells us to have faith. Don't, don't be fearful. Second uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, God's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. As I, dif- as I face these difficult times, I need to do so with that faith that allows me to be strong and courageous. doesn't uh, cause me to shirk back in fear. Uh, I've got to make sure that I don't allow that fear to crop up in my life. And then in the chat room, uh, my father's listening out there in Arkansas tonight. He says, a negative attitude to avoid is blaming God. Uh, Romans 9, verse 20, but who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded by, say to us, molder, why have you made me like this? A lot of folks have gotten mad at God. Sure. Oh, God, God put this on me. I don't know why he would, and so I'm just not going to believe in God anymore. Um, and, and certainly, uh, that's a problem. It's a problem probably in your thinking to blame God in the first place with things that are bad uh, and the temptations and trials that you try. Go back and look at James chapter 1, and you will read there that this, these difficult times uh, do not come from God. These temptations do not come from God. God can't tempt us, and so if we're being tempted to sin, we can be sure that that's not from God. He can't do that. It's not in his ability. It's not in his character. Uh, so blaming God is probably wrong to start with. Uh, but then uh, certainly uh, it, it causes us to, to have attitudes that are that are not correct. All right, uh, let's go to our listeners tonight uh, uh, and look at Daniel down there in Florida. Some negative attitudes. Uh, Matthew thirteen verse twenty one. So we go back there to the parable of the sower. Matthew thirteen verse twenty one. Uh, which I think is, uh, that's the, that's the stony soil, isn't it? Uh, that causes some to, yeah, that's the stony soil. He says, causes some to give up as they face those difficult times. Revelation 2 verse 10, uh, causes, uh, can cause fear. So these negative attitudes, we talked about fear. Um, so he, they were, they were told there in Revelation 2 verse 10, don't fear any of the things that were going to come upon them. Uh, and, uh, I, I, let's go to that passage because that's another thing we need to think about. But he says it can cause fear. Uh, and then he's referenced Jeremiah 15, verse 18, can cause some to question God. And so uh, certainly some good passages. Revelation 2, verse 10, as we think about these difficult times, Fear none of these things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried. And you shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I'll give you a crown of life. So don't be fearful. And he says here, this thing, this is going to last 10 days. Don't believe he's talking about a literal 10 days, a week and a half. But he's talking about these things aren't going to last for long. And so as we go into these difficult times, remember that they're only going to be short. If they last the rest of my life, right. it's not going to be long, about a week and a half. And don't be, don't be upset. Don't be, don't be fearful. Have faith.
That's right. All right. Thank you, Daniel, for those good comments tonight. Uh, Jeremiah 15, verse 18. Let's see here. Uh, he references Jeremiah 15, verse 18. Why is my pain perpetual and my wound incurable, which uh, refuses to be healed? Wilt thou be altogether unto me as a liar and as waters that fail? And so, yeah, don't be don't be questioning God and wondering, uh, you know, why all this happening is happening to me. Uh, Mohan says some disturbing attitudes that we need to uh, avoid during challenges times. Some sinful attitudes that can develop are complaining, like Israel did in the Old Testament. We didn't think about that one, Josh. Oh, that's pretty that's good. an excellent observation. Like Israel did in the Old Testament with Moses, um, uh, and lawsuits, like many people have been doing during the lockdowns against the government. So lawsuits, you know, so getting angry with our with others, you know, and, and trying to take it out on others when difficult times come. Ever know anybody did that, Josh? When things got tough and sort of took it out on on somebody else and made you know. Sure, it happens all the time. I'm sure I've done that before too. Yeah, yeah. had a bad day, took yeah. it out on somebody. Yeah. yeah. All right, and then Dwight says, uh, jealousy, hatred are both negative sinful attitudes. I think he's on the same wavelength you were there, Josh. Anger, if we let it get out of control, whether it is an illness, pandemic, loss of job, loss of a loved one, can be challenging times for anyone. For a Christian, having the Lord in your life is a blessing for any of these situations, and we can turn to God in prayer for comfort. Galatians 5, verses 19 through 21 says, jealousy and outbursts of anger are all deeds of the flesh. And we will lose our souls for these types of sins if not repented of. So be careful. And uh, these these challenging times will tempt us along those lines to maybe have some jealousy, have some hatred, have some outbursts of wrath. Don't allow those uh, to exist in your life. Good comments, and we appreciate those. All right. We need to get a break. We'll get this week's bullet point. When we get back from the break, we're going to continue our discussion. The next question uh, for consideration tonight is what are some examples of Bible, uh, the people uh, from people in the Bible who remained positive in difficult situations? Again, we're not going to get to all the people in the Bible who remained positive in difficult situations. It won't. You don't have to hurt your brain too bad to think of a lot. And if you haven't commented already on the, tonight on the program, what's one person that comes to mind when you think about someone who remained positive in difficult situations? You just send in their name in the chat room. That's all you need. One one word answers here. Uh, who's somebody that remained positive in difficult times in the Bible? Someone that you can look at and and gain strength by, wow, the way that he or she remained faithful to God in those difficult challenges is encouraging to me with the things that I face that may even pale in comparison to that Bible character, and yet they were able to remain positive. What's an example of someone in the in the Bible, Old or New Testament, that remained positive? Send it in. We can get this week's bullet point and get your comments on the other side. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. Have you checked out all of the resources on collegeview.com lately? Check it out now while you listen to these important messages. The Virtual Bible Study will be right back after this. This is Greg Gwynn with this week's bullet point. Do you believe that there is a God? Are you convinced that he is the creator of the entire universe? Have you examined the evidence and become persuaded that he not only has made everything, but also sustains all things that we see and know? Actually, there's lots of proof, and believing in these things requires no blind leap of faith. Rather, it's a logical conclusion based upon the evidence. In Romans chapter 11, verse 36, the Apostle Paul said, For of him and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Those who will honestly study the matter must surely agree. Having made that point right at the end of Romans chapter 11, Paul proceeds in the next verse to make a plea based upon the truth that God is the creator and sustainer of the universe. 
He says in Romans 12, verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Do you see it? The emphasis here is upon what is reasonable. If God made all things and continues to provide the necessary support to keep all things functioning, then it simply is the reasonable thing for us to serve him. Think about it. We are his. We belong to him. He made us. He upholds us. It only makes sense for us, therefore, to do what he wants us to do. In this text, the phrase, present your bodies a living sacrifice, indicates the degree of this reasonable service. We are not being called upon to offer ourselves to him on a part-time basis, maybe a few hours per week or a couple of days each year. Instead, we are to give ourselves completely over to him. In our selfish, self-centered age, there are many who are totally unfamiliar with the notion of sacrifice. They are the center of their own universe. They think constantly of what can be gained for self. They completely ignore the duty that is due to the one who made them and constantly blesses them with the things that maintain their existence. Such conduct is absolutely unreasonable. If you believe in God, logic and reason demand that you humbly serve him. Are you doing so? That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. Hi, my name is Bob Tidwell, and I want to remind you that the Virtual Bible Study provides a great opportunity to use your computer for something good. So turn off the TV and gather your family around the computer each Thursday night for the Virtual Bible Study. Missed a recent Virtual Bible Study program? Listen to any of our past programs from the archive section of our website. Now, back to the Virtual Bible Study. We're back on the program tonight. Remind you, this program is brought to you by the College of Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us by visiting our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com or collegeview.com. And you can go to our website and, and get an accurate readout of when we meet and where we meet. We're back to regularly scheduled services this Sunday, Lord willing. Uh, so if you're in the Columbia, Tennessee area, come and find out more. If you're not in the Columbia, Tennessee area, or maybe you know, maybe you feel like you got a compromised immune system and not really ready to get out yet, you can check out our website to find streaming uh, our streaming services. All of our services are streamed thanks to Kyle and his handiwork there. Uh, so check that out, uh, collegeview.com. I'm, I mentioned in the chat uh, before we went to the break to send in your comments of folks that stand out as folks who had positive attitudes in challenging times. The answers are coming in in the chat room. We're going to get to those. We'll give you some time if you haven't uh, sent in your your answers. Uh, send those in in the chat room tonight. Who sticks out as someone who, who, who had a remarkable attitude in difficult times? I thought of some. Uh, Josh, I'll get your thoughts as well. Um, I thought first off about Joseph. You know, talk about somebody who could have been bitter. It could have been sour. I mean, he got he got handed a bad deal by his brothers, sold him into slavery, gets the slave into slavery, and things are going a little better there. He's still a slave in a foreign country, far away from home. And then his his uh, master's wife tells lies about him. He gets thrown in jail. Could have gone sour then and, and been real bitter mm-hmm. then. He helps somebody get out of jail and says, "Hey, remember me when you get out of jail." The guy forgets him then. Yet through it all, he remains positive and faithful to God. Um, and it ex- is exemplified in the last part of Genesis in chapter 50 as his brothers come to him after after his his dad is dead and they think, well, you know, Joseph, now that dad's gone, Joseph's going to take it out on us. And Joseph said to them in verse 19 of Genesis 50, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? 
Joseph understood that Mm -hmm. if anybody's going to get revenge, it's not going to be me, it's going to be God. Vengeance is mine, I will pay, saith the Lord. Joseph seemed to understand that principle. He said, I'm not in the place of God. I'm not going to take it out on you. In verse 20, but as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. He says, you know, I'm not bitter about this. God used it for something good, and, and God can use difficult times in our lives for something good. Uh, we need to have that attitude of Joseph. And look, at he's not bitter against him. He says in verse 21, Now therefore fear you not, for I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly to them. Amazing. After all those things, Joseph certainly could have been bitter, could have been uh, looking for revenge, and he wasn't. And that's a, an example to us, Josh. Yeah, well, I was thinking about difficult situations, and maybe I, maybe I chose an easy one, but I thought about Noah. I mean, talk about a difficult situation. Uh, Genesis 6 or verse 5 says that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart, talking about mankind, was only evil continually. I mean, so we think it's bad, but that was a bad situation. I mean, everybody was totally given over to wickedness, and they, their minds were so debased. And so there's a global flood coming. Uh, Everybody, every living thing is going to be destroyed. You've got to go and work on this ark. You've got to go. Second Peter two tells us he was a Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Uh, and how successful was he? Well, we say he saved his family, which is a really good thing. But he wasn't able to get anybody else on the boat. And so, I, I would say that's a pretty difficult time. But he remained faithful. Hey, God, he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That doesn't not not a lot said maybe about his positive attitude, but. Uh, but he remained faithful. Remained so, faithful. Yeah, so that that's certainly that shows me that his attitude was in the right place. Absolutely. Uh, and that's what Dwight says. Noah is an example of difficult times. He was ridiculed and had to work hard in the building of the ark in Genesis. People did not listen to him from what the Lord said, and only he and his family were saved. Noah, I'm sure, had difficult days while preparing the ark and teaching the lost. But his attitude of love towards God and being positive got them through the flood. Appreciate that, Dwight. You know, one thing I would, I would ask, though, it says, Dwight says he was ridiculed. I don't know. I don't, I don't see that in the scriptures expressly stated. So, Dwight, maybe you, maybe you can help me with that reference. But I think it stands to reason if people were as wicked as they were that God was uh, going to destroy the whole world. I don't think they would have been above ridiculing somebody who wanted to serve the Lord. I mean, I think that's a pretty pretty safe guess, but, you know, we've got to be careful about uh, making guesses uh, about how things are. But I think it would be pretty safe that he probably wasn't the most positive guy on the block, uh, Kyle. Well, I mean, uh, if we do our research on uh, biblical history, I mean, there's some uh, conjecture. There could be some thoughts about if there was even... Uh, which I'm sure large bodies of water, if there's rain had happened on the earth, but he's building a massive, a massive ship, possibly in the middle of, there's probably no water around anywhere. So this is, it's going to draw some attention. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some questioning like, okay, this guy, uh, but he was, just that he was, he's probably evangelizing. He was, he was going out there. So he's probably telling them what is going to happen, why he's building the ship. So I'm sure there are some questionings. I'm, what was he ridiculed? Maybe, but it doesn't necessarily explicitly say that. Yeah, you know, I would imagine that, you know, <laughs> after preaching to folks that aren't listening and working on this big boat, you know, you hit your thumb with the hammer for the third time that day. I would imagine you'd get sort of where you'd want to have a bad attitude, but uh, yeah. it appears that he stayed faithful to the Lord. Um, Daniel in Florida says he references Joseph as we did. Ruth, you know, there's one, you know, her husband dies, 
Uh, she leaves with her mother-in-law and goes to a foreign land, faces those difficult challenges. She stays positive throughout that time. She wants to do the right thing, and she's focused and determined to do that. She's not going to let her situation get her uh, in a spot where she shouldn't be uh, mentally and spiritually. Uh, Job, he references Job. Think about all the things that happened to Job. And Job didn't uh, sin with his lips. He didn't uh, He didn't do what his wife said and curse right. God and die. Uh, and then Jesus. What a... Could there be a better example than Jesus? Certainly someone who did not deserve any of the bad things that happened to him in this life. You know, we we deserve a lot of things that happened to us, but he didn't deserve any of it, and he remained faithful to the Lord. Uh, good comments there. Thank you, Daniel. Mohan says, some people are Job, who lost everything but did not curse God. Paul and the other apostles who rejoiced at their persecutions. Now, I like that for Mohan. Think about Paul and the other apostles. All the things that they had to suffer... And I had that on my list as well, Mohan. Notice the apostles uh, in Acts chapter 5, verse 41. They departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer for his name. Uh, the apostles, not only did they go through all these difficult times, they rejoiced in that they were counted worthy to, to suffer. That's, that's an amazing attitude and certainly an example for us, Josh. Sure. When I think about Paul, I think about all the things that he uh, uh, went through. Uh, for uh, the cause of Christ. I mean, the list is 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 just phenomenal. The things that Paul endured, and yet he uh, he 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 took that so patiently and faithfully. Um, and Jesus, we mentioned. I think uh, Daniel mentioned Jesus. I like First Peter two twenty three. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. We see the faith of Jesus there. He's not going to take the matter in his own hands. He's going to trust the Lord. He's going to give it over to the Lord and allow him uh, to handle it and appreciate that. Now, to the chat room. They've been, the comments have been filing in. Oh, Dwight agrees uh, uh, there uh, that it is only assumption. Uh, but I think, it's, I, mean, I think it's probably a fair assumption, but again, uh, doesn't say explicitly that. Uh, Eric in the chat room references Job. He references Stephen. Didn't think about that. Think look about Stephen. You know, he Stephen did the right thing. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Oh, I can't believe I got to do this. I got to suffer. I got to get stoned because of of preaching the truth. That's not fair. No, he stayed faithful. Uh, he, and Eric references Jesus. Uh, Guest fifty six sixteen sends in three responses. Esther, for yes. Difficult time there, standing up for the Jews and trying mm-hmm. to protect them. Put her neck on the line. She seemed to be positive about that. Hannah, well, you think about Hannah. You know, she was really uh, in a bad spot as her husband's other wife is ridiculing her. As she stays true to the Lord. And then Moses, wow, Moses. Difficult times there uh, from birth. Difficult right. times. Yeah, he remains faithful to the Lord. Um, all right. Brian says, uh, reference, is talking to Dwight. He says, we do know he was a preacher of righteousness. That is Noah. But would agree we don't know how he was received explicitly. You're right. We don't explicitly. But, I mean, you got to imagine that he was not popular in a world that wicked. I mean, it's not as wicked as the things today aren't as wicked as they were right. then. And yet you can expo- still expect to be ridiculed when you... You stand up for what is right. Anyone else on your list, uh, Kyle, tonight? Yeah, you do. You got a couple more. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Josh. 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 No. Oh, Kyle, you got a list, Kyle? <laughs> no, okay, I'm good. All right. good. Okay. Yeah, I got I got another Old Testament reference. I was thinking about in Daniel three, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, Nebuchadnezzar set up that golden image, and 
he had put that rule out that we're going to play, you're going to hear this music being played, and when you hear it, everybody's got to fall down and worship. And, and of course, these Chaldeans came along, and they told on these 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 Jews and said they're not they're not falling down like you said and so Nebuchadnezzar went to ask him is that true and in Daniel three seventeen um, it says if it be so our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand O king but if not be it known unto thee O king that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up uh, I think their attitude had to be in the right place because everybody else was kneeling down, bowing down, worshiping this golden image, and they just told the king, who they know is going to throw him in the fiery furnace, said, we're just going to let you know we're not going to worship that golden image. Now, I mean, they had already been taken hostage from their own homeland, mm-hmm. and they're in this foreign land trying to serve God, and now this is going to happen? Well, you're talking about somebody who had gotten angry with God, and this isn't the way it's supposed to work, God. What's up with this? Mm-hmm. But they were going to be faithful. Didn't matter what. Don't let us in the fiery furnace. We don't care. We'll leave right. it up to God whether right. He's going to protect us or not. Uh, and uh, and so uh, excellent. Oh, here's one. Lou in Minnesota referenced another Joseph, that of Jesus's father, uh, earthly okay. father. No, that's good. Yeah, I mean that's uh, certainly a, not necessarily something that he wanted, right? Uh, yeah. And it it potentially made things look. Really bad. His mm-hmm. his fiance is turned up pregnant, uh, but he's willing to allow God to uh, have his way, and uh, and he remains true to what the Lord. Yeah, he had an honest, him. open heart. Yeah, yeah. In that difficult time. Yeah, good. Thank you, Lou, for that comment. See, I mean, it's it's very interesting how many different uh, different perspectives. As, as I mentioned, we're, well, there's we, we don't have enough time to talk about all the people that are, are examples for us in dealing with difficult times in the way that the Lord would have us to. All right, we need our last break. When we get back, we'll go to the top of the hour quick. Uh, and then another opportunity for you to uh, sign in in the chat room. Two more things to talk about. What are some of your favorite verses that help you get through hard times in your life? And then finally, what are some benefits that come from enduring hardships? A couple important things we're going to talk about, and we're going to get to them on the other side. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. Now you can listen to a podcast of a recent sermon every week. Find out more at collegeview.com. There's more of the virtual Bible study right after these important messages. When you take away the ice cream socials, the family center, the gym, the fellowship hall, and the plays from your church, what do you have left? Is there anything of real spiritual substance? Is there anything that says this is all about God and not all about me? At the College View Church of Christ, we want to stay focused on the goal of serving God. We don't offer what most churches offer. But we do offer Jesus Christ and him crucified. If that's what you're looking for, come worship with us this Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. at the College View Church of Christ. My name is Roger Toomes, and me and my wife love to listen to the virtual Bible study on Thursday nights. We're waiting to hear from you. Call in right now and join in on the virtual Bible study. Now, back to the program. All right, we're going to the top of the hour quick on maintaining positive attitudes in difficult times. Number four in our questions for consideration tonight, favorite Bible verses that help you through difficult times in your life. Uh, we're not going to get to all of them. There are certainly a plethora of verses that can help us. Yvonne was on Facebook earlier today. She referenced John 14. She just said John 14, the whole chapter. I picked out a few verses that are helpful. Verse 1 uh, through 4. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In your, my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also, and whither I go, you know, and the way you know. 
Yeah, don't let your heart be troubled. Josh, you're facing some difficult times. Trust in God and trust in Jesus. He's gone to prepare a place for us, and we'll be with him before too long if we remain faithful to God in, in spite of the difficult challenges that we face. And then towards the end of uh, John 14, verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world giveth, I give I to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus left us with his peace, and we need to take comfort in that in the difficult times. Josh, some of your favorite verses that you wanted to, to throw in here? Yeah, I wrote down John chapter 6, uh, verses 68 and 69. Jesus had been preaching, and there were folks following him, and he began to teach some difficult things. And then several people started leaving, and in verse 67, Jesus uh, said unto the twelve, Will you go away also? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the son of the living God. I, yeah. I just think that's encouragement to me because where else are we going to go? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's nowhere else to go. The only hope we have is in is in Christ and in the gospel. And there's nowhere else to go. I just think that's encouragement to me. Yeah, absolutely. Good, good comments there. Uh, Daniel references uh, the Romans 8. We mentioned that earlier. Luke 22, uh, verse 42 uh, is one of Daniel's said he likes do Luke 22 verse 42 um, where we read uh, Father if thou be willing remove this cup from me nevertheless not my will but thine be done and so Daniel is drawing strength and encouragement from Jesus and being submissive to the Lord Jesus didn't want to go through what he had to go through but he was willing to submit to the Lord and maybe that's our situation as well we don't want we don't want these difficult times but we're going to submit to the Lord and be faithful to him regardless of what what happens all right yeah i got second corinthians 1 verses 3 and 4 it says blessed be god even the father of our lord jesus christ the father of mercies and the god of all comfort who comforteth us comforteth us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of god i think that i think those are an encouraging couple verses yeah. Uh, here's a couple from Dwight out in Iowa. First Thessalonians four fifteen through 18. For this I say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. And so there is a passage of comfort explicitly said so by Paul, thinking about our final destination and uh, and and the joy that we'll have as we're with the Lord forever. Uh, certainly, we should be comforted by that. And then Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and to he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Dwight adds, to know that the Lord is there to help should comfort a Christian. The pain and hurt is natural and will all still go through, we will all still go through this, but having the Lord on our side and other brethren of like precious faith is a blessing and comfort. Thank you, Dwight, for that. It certainly, certainly it is. Uh, lots of other passages that we could reference. Uh, Psalm 34, verses 17 through 19. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. God will deliver us. Now, it's not necessarily a physical deliverance. We may have to go through some times that, well, we may die physically. But God will deliver us spiritually if we'll call on him and he will be near us. 
lots of other passages that we could go through, but we're running uh, uh, short on time. First uh, Peter chapter one, verses six through nine. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than that of gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. We need to realize as we go through these times uh, that there are benefits that result, and the ultimate goal is our salvation, and that will be accomplished if we uh, uh, endure the difficult times as we should. Um, So, finally on the program tonight, what are some beneficial things that come from enduring hardships. Josh, I'll give you the floor for the start of the discussion there. What are some things as we think about going through these times? And and that's beneficial to us because it will help us maybe have a, a better attitude. We realize there's some good things coming from this. You know, like, Josh, you mentioned you go to the gym in the morning before work. Probably not a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, but you do it for the health benefits, right? And so... Uh, you don't say, oh, no, this is terrible. No, you think about the good things that come as a result of your time in the gym. And so we can do the same with the, di- the difficult times that we face. Not necessarily what I want, but there's some good things that are going to come from it, and so that will help me to have a positive attitude. So what are some of the good things? Uh, one of the things I put down was it humbles us. I was thinking about Paul and the thorn in the flesh that he dealt with. Yeah, Absolutely. Right, and, and so it, it was there for a, a purpose. He said in Second Corinthians 12 and verse 7, Lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. So Paul you know, would have been tempted, I, I guess he's saying, to be puffed up and prideful and high-minded. You know, I'm kind of special. I mean, I've been given a, a special task, and maybe he could be a little bit puffed up about that, but the thorn in the fr- flesh sort of humbled him. And so maybe sometimes we think, I'm doing so many good things in life. I've I've got it really going on, and it's all about me. And we look around and maybe difficult times humble us a little bit and, and make us recognize, I don't have it all figured out. I'm not. I don't have. I'm not in control of everything, but makes us recognize that God is. Well, certainly, I, we do feel small sometimes. We're faced Absolutely. with these challenges. Realize that we need help, uh, and that, that we're not as maybe as powerful as we would think. Excellent. All right. Anything else? Yeah, I, I put down that it reminds us that this world is not our home. Absolutely. Um, in Hebrews 13 and verse 14, it says, "For here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come." You yeah. know, I've really been thinking about that. You know, we we uh, look around and see just things are crumbling down around us, and it makes me think, you know what? I'm not going to be here that long, and so I don't need to keep uh, putting all my stock in the things that are here because I'm just passing through. Amen to that. Uh, it does give us an eternal perspective as we think about the challenging times. We realize that we maybe even are glad that this world is not our right. home because of the challenges that are, we are faced with here. Right. And so we think about, you know, I'm going to someplace better. And I'm looking forward to that. If things were just a bed of roses here, there'd be mm-hmm. no real incentive to go to heaven. But the difficult times make us long mm-hmm. for that eternal city. All right. Uh, anything else? Yeah, put that. It makes us gain patience. I know we've already referenced this several times, James 1, verses 2 to 4. But um, when temptations arise, uh, in James 1 and verse 2, he says, Count it all joy, because in verse 3, knowing this, the trying of your faith worketh patience. And so it makes us gain patience when we have to deal with difficult times because I need to just humbly, patiently serve God and know that in the end, 
the end result's going to be worth it all. Yeah, absolutely. That's a verse that uh, Daniel down in Florida referenced. He says, patience, character, and hope are things that come from these these hardships. He references James 5, I'm sorry, Romans 5, 3, and 4, which is very similar to what you've referenced there in James. Uh, Paul says, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience and experience hope. So there are good things that come by these tribulations, these challenges that we have to face. Patience, experience, and hope. Patience, experience, and hope are certainly things that we need, and those are things that we gain uh, from uh, tri- tribulations and trialing time, trial, trial some times. Thank you, Daniel, for your comments tonight. Dwight mentions, uh, uh, says, James, as James mentions in James 1, count it all joy when we encounter various trials because this produces patience and helps us to be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. When we endure hardships, especially as a young person, and we say no to drugs and alcohol and sex, this helps us grow stronger for the next trial that comes our way. But when we give in to these pleasures of lives, we make it harder on ourselves and others to turn to the Lord. I think Dwight makes a good comment there. As we endure these t- challenges, it gives us strength for the next challenges that we have to face, and vice versa, if we give in to those and we don't it makes it succeed, easier. then it makes it easier the next time. Yeah. The most beneficial thing in overcoming hardships is knowing that when we do overcome, being obedient, we will have a home with God and his son in the end. So the ultimate goal of heaven is ours for enduring uh, these challenges. So certainly that's a good thing. And then Mohan up in Illinois says, we grow in faith when we endure hardships and develop the fruits of the Spirit, like love, joy, peace, and patience. And so it helps us to, to bear fruit as we as we endure these things, and uh, appreciate Mohan for that. Um, a couple more that I think of that we uh, can gain from these difficult times. We learn an increased reliance on God, I think. And this goes along with that humility, Josh, that you mentioned. But when I have difficult times it reminds me that i can't do this alone i've got to rely on god psalm 107 verse 6 says they cried unto the lord in their trouble and he delivered them out of their distresses and we've done that in our lives and we and it it, it teaches us that we've got to rely on the lord i can't do this by myself i got to rely on the lord uh and it helps me to learn god's comfort you know if things are always easy i will never have the opportunity to understand and appreciate god's comfort Second Corinthians chapter one verse three: Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. God is the God of all comfort. But if I don't need that comfort, I'll never know it of, of what a blessing that comfort is. And then it teaches me how to comfort others when I enjoy that comfort. Verse four of that same passage, Second Corinthians chapter one: Who comfort us uh, us all with in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. So as I learn how to deal with these difficult situations, and I, as I learn what God wants me to do in these difficult situations, and I learn the blessing of uh, uh, approaching these situations like God would have me to approach them, I can help others through their difficult times as well, Josh. And maybe uh, maybe others might be going through something that I've gone through previously. I can I can be of great comfort and help to them. Uh, in those difficult times. Yeah, it provides us a good opportunity to fulfill another command, to look on the needs of others. Uh, Absolutely. But again, if I haven't gotten that experience, uh, and I haven't gained those skills by enduring the challenging times like I should, then I don't have those skills. I can't help other people. Uh, And so uh, those are certainly some good things that come from uh, those experiences. 
Well, a good discussion tonight. Lots of good comments from our listeners. Um, and we haven't, uh, we haven't covered it all, but uh, mm-hmm. certainly there are lots of things as we think about uh, attitudes to avoid, blessings that come, and and characters in the Bible that give us good examples and encouragement. Uh, Kyle, we all have to face these challenges, uh, but the test is will we face them uh, the way that God would have us to face them, and will we will we triumph over these challenges, these difficult times, and being faithful to the Lord every step of the way? Yeah, which uh, we have to look at these Bible characters and how they've dealt with it, and it seems as though they're just... We put them up on a pedestal like we just cannot match that. But yes, we can. I think we can. As far as the faith of Joseph, these people who have suffered in multiple times. But if you have faith in God, you know that God. If I if I die for if I die for the cause of Christ, then I will have not died in vain. So I think if we need to make sure that we're living every day for Christ, and I think if that's you know emblem, we need to do the best we can. So yeah, yeah, yeah good. Thanks for being here, Kyle, to help good. us get it good out study. of here. Josh, appreciate you taking uh, time out of your schedule tonight to come and fill yeah, in. Thanks for having your me. Your comments and your preparation tonight. Excellent discussion. Yep, yep really enjoyed it. We've got to keep on keeping on. That's right. Amen to that. Well, thank you for being here on the other end of the line tonight. I hope you benefited from our study and discussion of God's Word. I hope you make plans to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. In the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired Word of the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 9.30 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.